The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Did you get a good night's sleep? I hope so. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday, January 13th, 2022, Thursday of the first week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2, and Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. Today is the optional memorial of St. Hilary of Poitiers, born in 315, raised a pagan. He was converted to Christianity when he met his God of nature in the scriptures. His wife was still living when he was chosen reluctantly to be the Bishop of Poitiers in France. He was soon taken up with battling Arianism, a heresy which denied the divinity of Christ. Emperor Constantius ordered all the bishops of the West to sign a condemnation of Athanasius, the great defender of the faith in the East. Hillary refused and was banished from France to far-off Phrygia. While riding in exile, he was invited to a council the emperor called to counteract the Council of Nicaea, but Hillary defended the church. And when he sought public debate with the heretical bishop who had exiled him, the Arians, dreading meeting its outcome, pleaded with the emperor to send this troublemaker back home. Hillary was welcomed by his people. St. Hilary of Poitiers died in 368. St. Hilary, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, in union with that divine intention with which you offered to God your praises on earth through your most sacred heart, and now offer them in the sacrament of the Eucharist everywhere, even to the end of time, I most gladly offer you throughout this entire day all my thoughts and intentions, all my affections and desires, all my words and deeds in imitation of the most holy heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary Immaculate. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for all those suffering from religious discrimination and persecution. May their own rights and dignity be recognized, which originate from being brothers and sisters in the human family. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Well, today's gospel begins with this touching scene of a leper who kneels down in front of our Lord and asks him very humbly, if you wish, you can make me clean. Well, that seems clear enough, but for this man to get so close to our Lord was a feat in and of itself. He had to fray a path through the crowd. He had to holler out as he went, unclean, unclean. He probably had bells tied around his neck, so as soon as people heard those bells, they they would just like run, and people would turn away in disgust. They would immediately take their children and carry them away. Imagine 
how humiliating it was for him. We don't know his name, we only know him by his condition. He was a leper. His disease was considered pretty much incurable. Lepers were segregated because it was believed that it was so contagious that even the slightest contact with the leper could just infect you. But also most people believed that theirs was a, a punishment for sin. So they were not just ugly, they were also thought to be bad people. So people looked at you, if you were a leper, with a certain disdain, thinking, well, this is pretty much your fault. So this poor unnamed leper felt terrible. And all he could do was just go to Jesus with hope. He knew that he would feel accepted and understood, but he had to get through those people. Now, St. Josemaria, in his preaching, said that we should feel and see ourselves as lepers in front of God. There's a powerful description he made in 1937 when he was in the legation of Honduras, hauled up with others during the Spanish Civil War, feeling himself like a leper simply because he was a Catholic priest and the others were Catholics as well. Of course, they, they too felt themselves to be like lepers in hiding. Here's how he described this scene to those who were listening to him in that little room. He said, looking at this diseased person in the gospel, we see ourselves as well. He could not be more repulsive. His lips are eaten away, his cheeks scarred, one eye is almost falling out, his scaly skin is blotched with green and yellow, the stench of his open wounds and his open sores is almost unsufferable. Nevertheless, the crowd puts up with his presence. We see in the people close to Jesus a new understanding. Instead of burying the poor leper under a shower of stones, under a pyramid of indignation, they permit him to approach the Master. That's from a series of homilies that he preached in the legation of Honduras in 1937. Well, it is indeed beautiful to see the effect that Jesus has on those around him. It is as though his mere presence tends to raise the moral standards immediately, and they are suddenly now a little bit more tolerant with this poor leper. But when this leper comes to him asking to be made clean, Jesus is not afraid. He's moved with pity, and he stretches out his hands and touches him and says, I will that you be made clean. And immediately, the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. Now that image, he stretched out his hand. He actually touched him. Well, this was because his compassion for this leper, this poor leper, was greater than the fear of contagion. Maybe leprosy today has been pretty much eradicated, but of course there are other diseases. There are new lepers around us today, and uh, they, some of them have been in isolation and often relegated from any contact. We know the pain and the suffering that those who have been tested positive for COVID have suffered. They have to work behind their screens. They have interacted with their loved ones 
from the isolation of their of their rooms. Older people who are in nursing homes couldn't even get visits from their fa- members of their family. Now, let us imagine that the Lord stretches out his hand and says to them, I will be made clean. Now, everyone remembers the picture of Pope Francis and his reaction to a a man who was in the crowd in St. Peter's Square, a man who was severely disfigured by neurofibromatosis. This is a very debilitating disease which uh, has really devastating effects. Um, you know, they the, the includes intense pain and suffering and these cancerous legions all over the face and great, very, well, very severe disfigurement. And, well, when you saw this man, the Pope actually left the Pope mobile and went over and hugged him and kissed him with this paternal tenderness. He recognized his beauty as a gift from God. who is the source of of beauty. And as you know, the the photo went um, totally viral, and I'm sure you've seen it just from this description. And I think the gesture of Jesus touching the leper also went viral in the minds of of, uh, so many people around him. And they would have retold it to others. And I wonder how they described the scene. But... Surely the most moving moment was when Jesus reached out and touched the leper and perhaps embraced him tenderly. That's what people would have remembered. And that's what people, no doubt, would have recounted. Now, there are not many famous paintings of this scene, at least none that are truly uh, iconic. There, there are paintings of showing a leper with... sores and bandages, others show the ten lepers, but none of them are are really very uh, famous. The only one that comes to mind is the Eisenheim altarpiece by Matthias Grünwald. It doesn't actually show the scene of the leper, but instead it shows Jesus on the cross with a terrible skin disease that looks, well, a lot like leprosy. And it was commissioned in 1512 by a hospital built by the brothers of St. Anthony, these monks who were devoted to the care of the sick and these dying peasants, many of them who were suffering from the effects of ergotism. It's a disease caused by eating this rye grain that was infected with fungus. So it was like a, a bad grain and, and so these patients would see this altarpiece of, of Jesus who had this same disease on the cross. And they would feel themselves profoundly identified with Jesus on the cross, who seems really to be suffering the same disease as they are. And of course it included gangrene and convulsions. It was a terrible disease. And just looking at the painful figure of Jesus alleviated what they were going through. It gave them a sense of meaning. And they could offer their suffering to the Lord. Well, we too may experience this sense of, well, if impurity in our life, we may have uh, this in our thoughts or what we see in our eyes or even what we listen to or just in our imagination. And we might at times feel 
the kind of barrage of filth around us, at times negativity or just discouragement or sheer anger at the things that we can't control, like the restrictions we've had to accept with regards to the pandemic. Or maybe our mind is filled with just plain sensuality. Or maybe we go to a meal and we just eat whatever we like. We stuff ourselves seeking to, you know, mere pleasure and we end up losing a real presence of God. In the end, we don't feel right and we could feel a little bit sick of ourselves. We could feel at times like a leper. But if we are close to our Blessed Mother and close to our Lord, who are so pure and so good, let us remember that the Lord and Our Lady are also merciful. We may just want to tell them, if you wish, Lord, you can make me clean. And all we have to do is let that image of Jesus reaching out to us go viral. And He will make us clean. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour on Daybreak. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday of the first week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. It's time to begin this day of prayer, the liturgical day, as we join with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord. The Lord is our God. Come, let us worship the Lord. The Lord is our God. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. The earth has yielded its fruit. For God, our God, has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing 
Till the ends of the earth revere him. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. The word word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. As for God, his ways are perfect. The word of the Lord purest gold. He indeed is the shield of all who make him their refuge. For who is God but the Lord? Who is a rock but our God? the God who girds me with strength and makes the path safe before me. My feet you made swift as the deer's. You have made me stand firm on the heights. You have trained my hands for battle and my arms to bend the heavy bow. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. The word word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. Your Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. You gave me your saving shield. You upheld me, trained me with care. You gave me freedom for my steps. My feet have never slipped. I pursued and overtook my foes, never turning back till they were slain. I smote them so they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You girded me with strength for battle. You made my enemies fall beneath me. You made my foes take flight. Those who hated me, destroyed. 
They cried, but there was no one to save them. They cried to the Lord, but in vain. I crushed them fine as the dust before the wind, trod them down like dirt in the streets. You saved me from the feuds of the people and put me at the head of the nations. People unknown to me served me. When they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreign nations came to me cringing. Foreign nations faded away. They came trembling out of their strongholds. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Your Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. May May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. Long life to the Lord, my rock. Praised be the God who saves me, the God who gives me redress and subdues people under me. You saved me from my furious foes. You set me above my assailants. You saved me from violent men. So I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing a psalm to your name. He has given great victories to his king and shown his love for his anointed, for David and his sons forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, our strength and salvation, put in us the flame of your love and make our love for you grow to a perfect love which reaches to our neighbor. May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see the wonders of your law. A reading from the book of Sirach. Now will I recall God's works. What I have seen, I will describe. At God's word were his works brought into being. They do his will as he has ordained for them. As the rising sun is clear to all, so the glory of the Lord fills all his works. Yet even God's holy ones must fail in recounting the wonders of the Lord. Though God has given these, his hosts, the strength to stand firm before his glory. He plumbs the depths and penetrates the heart. Their innermost being he understands. The Most High possesses all knowledge and sees from of old the things that are to come. He makes known the past and the future and reveals the deepest secrets. No understanding does he lack. No single thing escapes him. Perennial is his almighty wisdom. He is from all eternity one and the same. With nothing added, nothing taken away, no need of a counselor for him. How beautiful are all his works, even to the spark in the fleeting vision. 
The universe lives and abides forever. To meet each need, each creature is preserved. All of them differ one from another, yet none of them has he made in vain. For in turn, as it comes, is good. Can one ever see enough of their splendor? The clear vault of the sky shines forth like heaven itself, a vision of glory. The orb of the sun resplendent at its rising. What a wonderful work of the Most High. At noon it sees the surface of the earth, and who can bear its fiery heat? Like a blazing furnace of solid metal, it sets the mountains aflame with its rays. By its fiery darts the land is consumed. The eyes are dazzled by its light. Great indeed is the Lord who made it, at whose orders it urges on its steeds. The moon, too, that marks the changing times, governing the seasons, their lasting sign, by which we know the feast days and fixed dates, this light-giver which wanes on its course. As its name says, each month it renews itself, how wondrous in this change. The beauty, the glory of the heavens are the stars that adorn with their sparkling the heights of God, at whose command they keep their place and never relax in their vigils. A weapon against the floodwaters stored on high, lighting up the firmament by its brilliance, behold the rainbow. Then bless its maker, for majestic indeed is its splendor. It spans the heavens with its glory, this bow bent by the mighty hand of God. You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and only through your will they were created and have been. You created everything that is, heaven and earth, and all that the heavens hold within their span. You are the Lord of all. For you created all things, and only through your will. They were created and have been. A reading from a discourse against the pagans by St. Athanasius, Bishop. By his own wisdom and word, who is our Lord and Savior Christ, the All-Holy Father, whose excellence far exceeds that of any creature, like a skillful steersman, guides to safety all creation, regulating and keeping it in being, as he judges right. It is right that creation should exist as he made it, and as we see it happening, because this is his will, which no one would deny. For if the movement of the universe were irrational, and the world rolled on in random fashion, one would be justified in disbelieving what we say. But if the world is founded on reason, wisdom, and science, but if the world is founded on reason, wisdom, and science, and is filled with orderly beauty, then it must owe its origin and order to none other than the Word of God. He is God, the living and creative God of the universe, the Word of the good God, who is God in his own right. The Word is different from all created things. He is the unique Word belonging only to the good Father. This is the Word that created this whole world, and enlightens it by his loving wisdom. He who is the good word of the good Father produced the order in all creation, giving opposites together and forming from them one harmonious sound. 
He is God, one and only begotten, who proceeds in goodness from the Father as from the fountain of goodness, and gives order, direction, and unity to creation. By His eternal word, the Father created all things and implanted a nature in His creatures. He did not want to see them tossed about at the mercy of their own natures, and so be reduced to nothingness. But in His goodness, He governs and sustains the whole of nature by His word, who is Himself also God, so that under the guidance, providence, and ordering of that word, the whole of nature might remain stable and coherent in his light. Nature was to share in the Father's word, whose reality is true, and be helped by him to exist, for without him it would cease to be. For unless the word, who is the very image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, kept it in existence, it could not exist. For whatever exists, whether visible or invisible, remains in existence through him and in him. And he is also the head of the church, as we are taught by the ministers of truth in their sacred writings. The almighty and most holy word of the Father pervades the whole of reality, everywhere unfolding his power and shining on all things visible and invisible. He sustains it all and binds it together in himself. He leaves nothing devoid of his power, but gives life and keeps it in being throughout all of creation and in each individual creature. In the beginning, before he made the earth, before he hollowed out the deep, before he touched the waters and made them flow, before the mountains were settled into place, the Lord created me. When he established the heavens, I was there like a master craftsman working at his side. Before the mountains were settled into place, the Lord created me. Let us pray. Attend the pleas of your people with heavenly care, O Lord, we pray, that they may see what must be done and gain strength to do what they have seen. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Twenty-three minutes before the hour, we'll take a look at today's gospel. In just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On Thursday, January 13th, 2022, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord encounters a leper and has compassion on him. From the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark. A leper came to Jesus, beseeching him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once. 
See that you say nothing to anyone, but go. Show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to the people. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in the country. And people came to him from every quarter. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, when we talk about receiving the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist, that comes straight from the genius of St. Thomas Aquinas. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. The leper's body was cleansed when it felt the touch of Christ's hand. We can be divinized through our contact with Jesus in Holy Communion. Even the angels are amazed at such a great mystery. The soul of Christ is in the sacred host. In it, all his human faculties preserve the same properties as in heaven. Nothing escapes the loving and lovable gaze of Christ, not material creation, nor the glory of the blessed in heaven, nor the activity of the angels. He knows the past, the present, and the future. His Eucharistic life is a life of love. The fervor of an infinite charity rises ceaselessly from the heart of Christ. The whole intimate life of the priestly soul of the incarnate word, adoration, petition, thanksgiving, expiation, is inspired by this love which knows no limits. The Blessed Trinity finds immense and unending glory in Jesus Christ present in the tabernacle. St. Thomas Aquinas teaches that the body of Christ is present in the Blessed Eucharist just as it is in himself, as is also the soul of Christ, together with his intellect and will. Only those relations are excluded that refer to quantity, for Christ is not present in the sacred host in the way of a quantity localized in space. He is there with his glorious body in a real, though mysterious and ineffable way. The second person of the Blessed Trinity is there in the tabernacle that we visit each day, the tabernacle which is perhaps very near to our home or very close to the office where we work. Perhaps it is in the chaplaincy of the university or in an oratory or a chapel at a hospital or at an airport. He is there with the sovereign power of his uncreated divinity. He, the only Son of God before whom the thrones and dominations tremble, by whom all things were made, equal in power and wisdom and mercy to the other persons of the Blessed Trinity, remains perpetually with us, like one of us, without ever ceasing to be God. Truly, he is there. Among you stands one whom you do not know. As we go about fully involved in our normal business, our customary work, our daily concerns, do we frequently consider that our merciful and omnipotent God is really living along there very near to us next door to our home? Our great failure, the greatest mistake of our lives, would be if they could say of us at some stage those words with which the Holy Spirit inspired the pen of St. John. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. 
because we might add they were busy about their own affairs, their work, preoccupied with things that without him don't have the slightest importance. But today we make a firm resolution to stay awake and remain lovingly vigilant. We will rejoice when we see the walls of a church, and during the day we will make many spiritual communions and many acts of faith and love. We will tell him of our desire to make up for those who pass him by without a word or as much as a glance. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, let's pray. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the dawn. Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the dawn. Have mercy on me, God, have mercy, for in you my soul has taken refuge. In the shadow of your wings I take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. I call to God the Most High, 
To God who has always been my help, may he send from heaven and save me, and shame those who assail me. May God send us his truth and his love. My soul lies down among lions who would devour the sons of men. Their teeth are spears and arrows, their tongue a sharpened sword. O God, arise above the heavens. May your glory shine on earth. They laid a snare for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but fell in it themselves. My heart is ready, O God, my heart is ready. I will sing, I will sing your praise. Awake, my soul, awake, lyre and harp. I will awake the dawn. I will thank you, Lord, among the peoples, among the nations, I will praise you, for your love reaches to the heavens and your truth to the skies. O God, arise above the heavens, may your glory shine on earth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, is now. And and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, send your mercy and your truth to rescue us from the snares of the devil, and we will praise you among the peoples and proclaim you to the nations, happy to be known as companions of your Son. Awake, lyre and harp. With praise let us awake the dawn. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations. Proclaim it on distant coasts and say, He who scattered Israel now gathers them together. He guards them as a shepherd his flock. The Lord shall ransom Jacob. He shall redeem him from the hand of his conqueror. Shouting, they shall mount the heights of Zion. They shall come streaming to the Lord's blessings, the grain, the wine and the oil, the sheep and the oxen. They themselves shall be like watered gardens. Never again shall they languish. Then the virgins shall make merry and dance, and young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will console and gladden them after their sorrows. I will lavish choice portions upon the priests, and my people shall be filled with my blessings, says the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain rises in beauty, the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion, true pole of the earth, 
the great king's city. God, in the midst of his citadels, has shown himself its stronghold. For the kings assembled together. Together they advanced. They saw. At once they were astounded. Dismayed, they fled in fear. A trembling seized them there, like the pangs of birth. By the east wind you have destroyed the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so we have seen, in the city of our God, in the city of the Lord of hosts, which God upholds forever. O God, we ponder your love within your temple. Your praise, O God, like your name, reaches to the ends of the earth. With justice your right hand is filled. Mount Zion rejoices. The people of Judah rejoice at the sight of your judgments. Walk through Zion. Walk all round it. Count the number of its towers. Review all its ramparts. Examine its castles, that you may tell the next generation that such is our God, our God forever and always. It is He who leads us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Father, the body of your risen Son is the temple not made by human hands and the defending wall of the new Jerusalem. May this holy city built of living stones shine with spiritual radiance and witness to your greatness in the sight of all nations. The Lord Lord is great and and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. A reading from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, The heavens are my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house can you build for me? What is to be my resting place? My hand made all these things when all of them came to be, says the Lord. This is the one whom I approve, the lowly and afflicted man who trembles at my word. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. From the depths of my heart I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. From the depths of my heart, I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. I will do what you desire, hear me, O Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. From the depths of my heart, I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight 
all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. The Lord Jesus Christ has given us the light of another day. In return, we thank him as we cry out, Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. You offered yourself in sacrifice for our sins. Accept our intentions and our work today. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. You bring us joy by the light of another day. Let the morning star rise in our hearts. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. Give us strength to be patient with those we meet today. And so imitate you. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. Make us aware of your mercy this morning, Lord. And let your strength be our delight. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful and ever-living God, at morning, noon, and evening we pray. Cast out from our hearts the darkness of sin and bring us to the light of your truth. Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.